Welcome to Airwaves, the official podcast of the Naval Air Systems Command. I'm your host, Michael Lauren Prue, and today we're on the Airwaves to learn how digital data is changing the way we do business. Joining us today is Ms. Andrea Incorvia, Air System Support IPT Lead for Engineering and Logistics Support at NAVAIR. Also at NAVAIR, Mr. Kevin Smith, Head of the Business Intelligence and Analytics Division within the Total Force Strategy and Management Department. And on the West Coast, Ms. Mary Giles, NOC WD Comptroller. Thank you all for joining us today. You all bring a vast array of experience in the world of business. So before we get in our conversation on data, I'd like to hear a bit more about each of you. And Andrea, let's start with you. Explain your position and your responsibilities as part of the Navier team. Okay, thank you, Michael. I'm the Air System Support IPT lead. Air System Support is about an $800 million budget for all of the engineering and logistics support here at Navair. So that means every aircraft program, when they have problems with either software or hardware, this is the money that pays to do that problem solving. Thank you, Andrea. Kevin, over to you. Within the uh, Business Intelligence and Data Analytics Division, uh, we're providing the analysis and reporting to support our human capital strategy and programs. Uh, so trying to put the right people in the right place at the right time. That's important. So, Mary, tell us about your position and responsibilities. As the comptroller for NOCWD, I have the responsibility of assuring that fiduciary goals are met with budget, finance, accounting, and audit readiness. I imagine as comptroller, data plays a significant role in your day-to-day -day operations. Why do you think access to data and the use of digital tools is so important in our business today? I think first and foremost, the digital environment gives us the ability to uh, enhance the knowledge base of our users, make sure that all of our employees understand, a, have a consistent viewpoint and understand the data that they're reviewing and how it impacts their position as well as the command as a whole. And understanding the impact is important. Andrea, your thoughts? Sure, with Air System Support, because every single platform touches that budget, we have hundreds of stakeholders. So the digital tools are making it easier for access to that data. Where we used to depend on Excel spreadsheets for analysis and distributing that via email, now we can have direct access to that data using these new digital tools. Just to sort of piggyback on, on that comment, the the, the volume and the velocity of the information that we get every day can tend to be a bit overwhelming. But the digital tools and data are helping us to, to make objective-based decisions, utilizing information to help us make smarter business decisions. So speaking of smarter business decisions and using tools to make them, how have you used data and analytic tools to improve business operation in your part of the organization? For, for us, we're using it day-to-day day day in our dashboards and reporting in order to, to help commands make decisions about how they should do hiring, recruiting, issues with attrition and backfill, succession planning, absolutely. And I'm sure there is a lot of data to manage when you are making those hiring decisions. So Mary, Andrea, how are you using digital tools to improve business operations? We've been recently using ClickSense to assure that we can repurpose data rather than recreating data sets, it makes our workforce more productive and also allows us to have that consistency in discovery and self-service reporting. Yeah, I think what we have found is when my team had access to data and we could readily answer questions, it was data that 
other parts of the organization wasn't even aware of. So now that they're aware of it, there are fewer questions that are getting pushed back and forth. So between the PEOs and the competencies, the teams, the engineers and logisticians, now we all share this data and it's less of a mystery on where the information's coming from. Additionally, having a lot of this information in a common place also allows us to do some things we weren't able to do, you know, when we had data in certain silos. When we aggregate data together, it allows us to develop insights into information we really never could have had before. So these digital tools are enabling collaboration, which is key, especially at an organization like Navair. Mary, what other benefits have you seen? Going along with what Andrea and Kevin were saying is that the transparency surrounding the data dispels a lot of myths. So in the past, you know, you, you hear your, your workforce isn't flexible, there isn't, you, you hire one person for one job, they don't move around, they don't impact a wider sphere of influence. And having that data transparency has helped us dispel that myth with the obvious benefits to the employees of my cards are all out on the table, you know what I know, and there's no hidden agendas with the data. So transparency is certainly a huge benefit to the organization, but Kevin, from, from your side, other positive outcomes? Sure. Within the human capital area, we're do using data in every, every single program that we have, whether it's recruitment, retention, uh, we use it for cycle time analysis, EEO and diversity is another example of an area we use. And, and on the individual level, ultimately, those, those data and digital tools are helping to improve the workflow, uh, to make it uh, more efficient to do my work uh, and make it quicker to get answers back to decision makers. One of the examples that we experienced when we implemented the Click solution for air system support was one of our uh, team members would conduct a data pool and it took three hours to pull the data and uh, analyze it in Excel. Working with the ERP team, we were able to get the same data set in about 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. So we went from a three hour process to a 15 second process. So what we used to do monthly, and it was a lot of work, we can now do weekly, and we're thinking about doing it more often mm -hmm. as needed because it's so easy to do. So we've talked benefits. What are some of the challenges to going digital? Sure. The data accessibility, we mentioned that as one, is, is, a, is a big challenge area. We, we've historically had our data in different organizations, very purpose-built IT systems, trying to get that in a central place where everybody has a self-service accessibility. As, as, as an employee, as an analyst, I can go get to the data I need, I can process it, I can make decisions on it and get it back out to the folks that, who, who need the answers. That's a big challenge, um, and so we're working on a number of solutions to try to, to, try to address that would have to second um, Kevin's challenge there. My personal opinion with the technologies that we're currently using, they put a lot more insight into what the data is being used for. Hopefully that will alleviate a lot of stakeholder concerns when granting access to that data is the visibility into who's accessing and, and uh, those restrictions that are placed on the data. 
Yeah, ultimately we're, we're trying to gain insights wherever we can into, into the data that's available there. But we have sensitive data, we have PII, there's a lot of information. Um, and, and in aggregate, that information can potentially be dangerous and, and useful for our adversaries. But you know, it's certainly um, the, the business value we can gain from it is also important. And so we need to balance that risk versus reward. Yeah, and you're addressing a very important balance. Andrea? What we found was our biggest challenge was consistent nomenclature. As we implemented, we found that the naming conventions were not consistent. So if our eyes were able to adjust to an E2 with a dash or without a dash, the computer can't make those connections. So that was our biggest challenge, naming conventions. Uh, the, we've worked really closely with the digital team, the accelerator team, and they really helped us to not only code the data, but also help us to get over some of those challenges. Additionally, the, the Navier Digital Office is working on a lot of the same challenges there. You know, within a single organization, you can have all those different permutations, uh, whether it's F18 with a, with a hyphen, whether it's F18 altogether, uh, so on and so forth. Working on a semantic layer that helps bridge that gap so that you don't have to necessarily transform your data manually and intensively helps use the power of you know, the social data science network to build some confidence in that data and relationships across the organization. Okay, so those are some of the challenges, but now I'm going to challenge each of you. How would you rate our organization in terms of digital readiness today? Mary, we'll start with you. So I would have to say at NogDVD, I feel that we're probably at a five level. We, we've gone halfway to our goal, which is we're able to use our existing data, repurpose that to give insight and turn our data from data into informational decision-making tool, but we have not progressed to that predictive analytics goal that we have at NOCWD, so that's our next step and hopefully will get us to where we need to be ultimately. Okay, rating of a five. So Andrea, your scorecard. I think that Navair is falling in at about a four right now, but I feel we're on a fast track to move very quickly closer to 10. The tools that I've used so far are really user-friendly. And it comes down to how comfortable each user is with these tools. We'll never have everybody comfortable enough to be designing and building the background and the coding, but we'll have enough people that can do that coding so that all users can comfortably interface with the results. So I think very quickly Navair will jump toward an eight or a nine on a scale of 10 because once we be, all become more comfortable with the tools, we'll all be users. The, the one thing that I wanted to stress in Andrea's point is she's absolutely right that not everyone is going to be as in-depth a user of those technologies. And we do need to make sure that we don't lose sight as we go digital that there are those different levels and people that take to technologies and people that don't, and we need to allow for both those instances so that not everyone has to be a super user of whatever technologies we introduce. Yeah, absolutely. We have multiple perspectives across the, the command in terms of you know, whether you're a data consumer, uh, whether you're a data analyst, whether you're a data scientist on the back end who's developing those advanced models that are going to help us be predictive or possibly even prescriptive in the future, that's, uh, that's a different. Uh, you know, each one of those comes with their own set of skills and demands uh, that are necessary to bring, to bring to bear on these problems. Okay, so considering that, what can we do to increase employee engagement with these digital tools? 
Well, what I've seen in the air system support, the forcing function is really that leadership asking questions because they're looking at the data. So very often, when a person comes to us for access, it's because their boss has access and is asking those questions. And again, it comes back to their comfort level. They may not be comfortable with it. They request access because they need to. And they have found that it's the same kind of data that they've been looking at in Excel for months. So I think that forcing function of leadership asking those questions in that context has brought several users into access for what we're using Click for now. I think the usability of the tools themselves as well, and you kind of mentioned that as well, uh, sort of also sort of perpetuates the adoption as well. Uh, the, the folks in the, across the command have really latched on to ClickSense is just one. There are others, Tableau, Informatica, or I'm sorry, the uh, Lumira solution at SAP as well that the warehouse is standing up. Each of them have their own specialties, but folks are sort of adopting them in mass and seeing the value that they can add to their organizations. I agree with uh, Kevin and Andrea that, that what your boss is interested in, you are heavily interested in. And so as long as the leaders are engaged in making sure that their questions are coming from the data they're seeing in our uh, rapid business operations management strategy, that encourages their workforce to go there first. When they walk in my office and say, I need more money for this and I open up my data visualization and say you're not even 50% through your funding and we're 80% of the year, I don't think we need to talk. It encourages them to go look there first to make sure they're at 80% of the year before they need to tell me they need more money. So I really think that enforcing it through action and repeatedly stressing that the data is valuable and has a place in our decision making will help th with that adoption. So data speaks volumes. <laughs> but um, so it sounds like it sounds like the workforce in general really needs to jump on board with with accepting these data tools and analytics. But let's say everyone does jump on board. What is your vision of Navier digital business operations 10 years from now? I believe as long as we stick with making sure that one of the first things we do is train our workforce on the power of the digital and what it can do to increase the productivity, reduce the risk of failing an audit because you weren't paying attention to the system of record. Uh, you may have been paying attention to your spreadsheet or a secondary tool. Just strengthening that audit readiness through focusing their attention on the data at hand will be a huge benefit. I think today uh, oftentimes we we look at the problems that we have and we, we tend to look back historically on how we've solved those and we, we kind of do the same thing over and over again. You know, as the digital tools and, and data tend, are applied to some of these challenges, in the future I'm hoping if nothing else we have, we have awareness, you know, from everyone across the command on what the potential solution space might be. And e even if they don't know how to do it, that they know that there are tools that are available to help them solve some of those challenges. I think 10 years from now, it'll be the norm. Just like we have smartphones and everyone has a smartphone in their hand with contacts and email and internet, instant access to all of those things. I think 10 years from now, digital business will be a, just a norm at Navair. So it is 
clear from our conversation today that data certainly impacts the way we do business now and it will certainly impact it in the future. I appreciate all of you joining us today. That's it for this edition of Airwaves. Thanks for listening.